Hey, everybody, what's up? This is Heidi St. John. Thanks for joining me today at my little corner of the internet. Today is my favorite day of the year. It is September 30th. It's Wednesday. Today is my husband's and my 31st wedding anniversary. And uh, I really like that. It's a great day. You guys, I've got a little bit of encouragement for you from the Word of God, and we're going to talk about some headlines. Uh, It's going to be a great day. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. Thanks for tuning in today, you guys, to Off the Bench with Heidi St. John. I wanted to just start out today by giving a shout out to my favorite uh, human being in the whole wide world. Uh, Jay and I celebrate our 31st anniversary today, and uh, I think we're we're talking about maybe going, you know, there's no place to go because the Rona. The Rona's ruined everything, but we thought about maybe getting in the RV and going and parking it over by the ocean and having some dinner in the bus, and that would be good, right? I mean, we don't need much. We we're We're pretty pretty easy just like to be together. So we're really happy about uh, just today. And a friend of mine a long time ago said, you know, it's great to celebrate birthdays. And and of course, we want to celebrate birthdays. But all you got to do to get from one birthday to the next is just breathe, you know. To get to the next anniversary requires compromise. It requires patience. It requires love and action. It requires perseverance. It requires a preferring of another person. And uh, I am so thankful today that I married Jay St. John 31 years ago. We were we were kids, you guys. Oh my goodness. I was 19 years old. It's bonkers. Like this world. It's crazy. Anyway, so we are excited about that. And I wanted to let you guys know that we are very thankful for the reviews that you've been leaving over at iTunes for the podcast. We read every single one of those. And I want to thank you for doing it. It really does help us to get the podcast out to other people. Uh, just to share it on your social media. This really is the place where my voice can be utilized the most effectively. We've got some really great guests uh, coming up. Um, Seth Gruber, who's an incredible uh, pro-life speaker. I met him at Comeback California at Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills. And uh, he has an incredible, you guys are going to love him. So he's coming on the podcast here pretty quick. And we're getting some guests lined up for Friday. So we're excited about that. And uh, you guys are going to be really encouraged, I think. And also you're going to be informed. And that's a large part of what I want to do. I really love to talk about faith and culture and why it's so important. And we're going to touch on that a little bit today, uh, you know, kind of going over, you know, reasons again for parents, especially and grandparents to get uh, off the bench and onto the battlefield. But the question kind of comes back, you know, as a woman of faith, as a Christian, and as a leader in the faith community, why do we do what we do? Why are we motivated? I I read a quote the other day from a woman who claims to be a pro-choice Christian. And I'm sorry, they're incompatible. I don't care who you are. That's a, that, you know, I'm, I'm starting to get to the point where I'm like, please don't tell anybody that you're a Christian and hold positions like that because they're inconsistent and incompatible with Christianity. We worship the Lord and we serve the Lord because of who he is. And uh, I love this this verse I was reading the other day. I thought, oh man, I need to, I wrote it down because you guys are, I think you'll be encouraged. I was reading Leviticus, uh, Leviticus chapter 22, verse 33. It says, it was I who rescued you from the land of Egypt so that I might be your God. 
I am the Lord. Now, listen, I'll be honest. I've never really been a huge fan of the book of Leviticus. For most of my life, I read it with a sort of bored and irritated attitude. You know, I read it something like this. This is the law, blah, 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 genealogies, blah, 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 rules for priests. But do you guys ever feel that way? But for just a minute today, uh, I want to look at a message that I think parents can take away from the summary of God's instructions to the priests of Israel. And this is what he said. You must faithfully keep all my commands, all of them. Take that uh, pro-choice Christian, thou shalt not kill. So if that's a command that you disregard, God is pretty, pretty, pretty bothered by that, right? And honestly, we're going to answer to him for it. So you must faithfully keep all my commands by putting them into practice, for I am the Lord. Do not bring shame on my holy name. For I will display my holiness among the people of Israel. I am the Lord who makes you holy. You guys remember we talked about this? Holiness is simply set apart. It means that we're living a set apart life. He went on to say, it was I who rescued you from the land of Egypt that I might be your God. I am the Lord. And as I read this, I was reminded of something really precious. You see, I am in the role I have a spiritual example and a teacher to my children. And God takes it seriously. He views us as his representatives. And he has given us the honor of being his ambassadors. Leviticus contains a whole lot of rules and regulations that are no longer in place because of the death and resurrection of Jesus. And we've been set free from the law. But it's important that we understand how serious God is, that we live in a way that honors him right? You should have no other gods before me. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, your mind, your strength. You see, God commanded Israel and especially the priests to keep his commandments to honor his name because of who he is. This is why uh, God repeatedly said who he was. I am the Lord. And really, this is the only reason we need. Our lives should bring him glory because of who he is. He's the creator and sustainer of all things, and we must teach our children to honor him as such. God wants us to live a life of holiness. In other words, he wants us to be a set-apart people for the sake of his name. This is why he said, don't bring shame on my holy name. This is a big one, isn't it? You see, when a Christian acts shamefully on social media, at work, at church, even at home, when a Christian acts in direct disobedience, like they say, I'm a Christian and I I support the uh, aborting of live human beings, the dismemberment of children in their mother's womb. That actually brings shame on the name of the Lord, which he said, don't do that. And we do more than bring dishonor to our own name when we act shamefully. We bring shame upon the Lord. God wants us to live as he commands because of what he is doing. Remember, he said, I am the Lord who makes you what? Holy. He makes you set apart. And God's working to make us more like his son, Jesus. So when we talk to our kids about the importance of obedience, it's really imperative that we remind them and ourselves that as long as we live on this earth, we are going to struggle with sin. The good news is, with the help of God, we can overcome it. You guys, we want to keep his commandments because of what he has done. Remember, he said, it was I who rescued you. When was the last time we talked with our kids 
about all the things that God has done. Today's a good day to start. Today's a good day to write down all the things that God's done for you, starting with the day you became a Christian. We have so much to thank him for. We really do. We can literally fall on our faces before the Lord and say, thank you, thank you, thank you that you love us, that you care about us. That you're not uh, unaware of what we're going through, but that you see it and it matters. You are the Lord. He wants us to worship him. He wants us to worship him in spirit and in truth. He's asking us to do these things. And as we consider exactly what's happening in the culture and what, what should our role be, and you guys heard me say the other day that I have a, you know, I, I listed a pretty bold defense of voting for Donald Trump. And at the end of the day, whatever happens, we got to trust the Lord, right? But we, we do our part. And what we don't want to do is bring dishonor to the Lord. That's what we don't want to do. We do not want to be dishonoring to God. And we don't want to put our children in environments that are dishonoring to God. As you guys consider what's coming up this year, as you consider the the education system, which really has become nothing more than an outlet for uh, a socialist and a communist agenda, keep in mind that your kids are depending on you. Your kids are watching you. What you guys are doing in the privacy of your homes that you think your kids aren't picking up on, they are. And we keep praying for revival. Lord, help us. Lord, heal our land. But you guys know, I've said this a hundred times, revival is not going to come without repentance. If my people who are called by my name would humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways, turn from their sin. God says, I'll hear from heaven and forgive your sin and I will heal your land. That's a promise. That's what God says. He's going to do it. He's absolutely going to do it. And I'm going to encourage you with everything I have inside of me to be that set apart person. You know, I heard a pastor the other day talking about his love for the Lord, you know, and and he was remarking that Paul The Apostle Paul, toward the end of his life, called himself the chief among sinners. See, he knew his heart. I was thinking about how much I love God and about how much more I could love him. So we need to stop making excuses. Parent your children, mom and dad. Don't blindly drop them off to be educated by somebody else, whether that's at church or at school. I'm going to encourage you to be committed to truth, to love the Lord with all of your heart, all of your soul, all of your mind, all your strength because of who he is, because of who he is. Because of who he is, we use our voice. Because of who he is, we speak for those who cannot speak for themselves. And we say thank you, Lord, for everything you're doing. And we love you. We love him. And we show that we love him by the way that we live our lives. It's an incredible opportunity. We love the Lord because of who he is. You guys, I want to take just a minute and talk to you guys about the Revelation study that's coming up because I think you're really going to love it. I was writing the other day uh, the study talking about the letter to the church 
uh, in Smyrna that really was getting ready for suffering. And uh, it's been a rough year. And I mean, I don't think anybody's really enjoying 2020. (laughs) And in fact, all around the world, people have been subjected to lockdowns, to unemployment, to mask mandates, the whole thing, right? The closure of churches. It's been a year that's filled with suffering and we're not very good at it. But as we study the letters to the seven churches, that's how we're going to kind of open up our study in Revelation. We're going to study a church that was about to enter a serious time of testing and trial. And Christians are not strangers to suffering. And usually that suffering comes under the direction of godless governments, which I guarantee you guys, if Biden gets in there, that's exactly what we're going to have, a godless government. Throughout history, Christians have been subjected to ridicule, loss of income, imprisonment, and even death. I was reading about this and Christianity reported recently that every day eight Christians are killed worldwide because of their faith. Every week, 182 churches or Christian buildings are attacked and every month, 300, over 300 Christians are imprisoned unjustly. This is from the 2020 World Watch List. The latest annual counting comes from open doors of the top 50 countries where Christians are the most persecuted for their faith. Last year, Christianity noted that Asia rising as India entered the top 10 for the first time while China rose from number 43 to number 27. Did you guys know this? Two in five Asian Christians now face high levels of persecution. Two in five, that's up from one in three, the previous reporting period. China's crackdown on both state-sanctioned and underground churches is growing, uh, and its growing surveillance network added 16 million to open doors tally of Christians facing persecution. This is a quote. The Chinese government is committing unparalleled human rights crimes against Christian citizens and seeking to wipe out a religious sentiment from its country. Of course, they'll never be able to do it because God said in his word, the the grass will wither and the flower will fade, but my word will stand for how long, you guys? For forever. He went on to say, yet as the Chinese Christians who will join me will testify, The persecution Christians face, including extensive surveillance, raids on churches, and imprisonment, have not succeeded in eliminating Christianity, and they will not succeed because of the word of God. That's why. In Europe and North America, the church is growing increasingly rapidly, and it's now becoming a target of hate crimes, and more recently of extreme lockdown measures, which have forced churches to close under threat of fines or jail. In America, you guys, we would, we would have thought, no way. I mean, it would have been unimaginable only a year ago, but things are changing fast and the church is growing. And I think that hard times are coming for the church. It's one of the reasons why I decided to study Revelation with you guys at Mom Strong International. I think you're going to love it. But God has a message for the persecuted church. And here it is, endure. Nothing lights a flame to the true church like suffering. And in fact, James reminds us that suffering has a purpose, right? He said, count it all joy when you, when you experience various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience and let patience have its perfect work, that you might be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Wow. He wants us to lack nothing. I was studying this verse and it said that the Greek word for count could also be translated consider or evaluate. And so this says to God's people, let's consider the suffering that we're experiencing from the vantage point of the one who made us. Let's evaluate our current trials in light of God's unfolding plan, knowing that he knows what's best. James said we should consider it what? 
joy when we encounter trials. So consider this in light of God's complete understanding of who you are as an individual. All right. He knows what you need. He knows what you can offer to those around you. Could it be that God has allowed the suffering that you are experiencing in your life right now so that you can bring hope into a situation that needs you and needs your witness, your boldness, your steadfastness? You see, when God trusts his own with suffering, it can be a joy knowing he chooses everything carefully. So suffering for the Lord, consider it joy. He trusts you to be his ambassadors even through trials. Wow, that's precious. It's a precious opportunity that we have to serve the Lord. But ultimately, suffering produces maturity. And I'm going to end today by just asking you to consider what good things have come into your life as a result of suffering. I've been keenly aware, especially in the last, oh, I don't know, four months, that the way that I live my life, it's going to take a really long time for it to go back the way it was. And I've been saying, Lord, what are you doing? Like, show me what you're doing. There are days when I just feel like, oh, I can't hear him at all. But he's always working. That's how he is. So serve the Lord today, no matter what your circumstances are, because God's going to produce maturity in you. And then think, what is it that I can praise the Lord for? What good things have happened as a result of the Rona, for example. Like I said the other day, one of the main good things that's happened is that the uh, public schools are closed. <laughs> I think that's reason to rejoice. I don't know about you guys, but I'm just like, yeah, close the, close the schools. A sad thing has happened is the churches have closed. But, you know, I'm going to keep saying, pastors, open your churches, open your churches, open your churches. We can trust the Lord, you guys. We can trust him. I hope you guys are encouraged by the podcast. We love to hear from you. You can reach out to me at HeidiStJohn.com forward slash mailbox Monday, or you can leave me a voicemail at anchor.fm. And I will link back to those things in the show notes today. Many of you guys have asked how you can get in touch with us. How can you support this ministry? We depend on your donations and we're so very thankful for them. You can give to uh, Heidi St. John directly. Just uh, just write to me, Heidi St. John, care of the Heidi St. John podcast at Firmly Planted Family. 11100 Northeast 34th Circle, Vancouver, Washington, 98682. You can also leave reviews for the podcast. That really helps us or for my books over at Amazon or anywhere the books are sold. You can follow me online and you and you can subscribe to the podcast. And really just encouraging others to do the same really helps a lot. So uh, like I said, we're going to go ahead and start tomorrow, the scripture writing challenge for the month of October. And then the following Monday, Monday the 5th, is when the teaching portion will start. Remember, it's people get ready. And I'm hoping by the end of this week, we will have those t-shirts and sweatshirts and all the swag up on the website so you guys can see it. It's really cool. It's a great way for you to show your faith. The uh, The sweatshirts say, people get ready. And on the back side, they say, the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout. What a day that is going to be. I hope you guys are encouraged. Stay faithful. Stay faithful. We love the Lord because of who he is. That's all the reason that we need. Have a great day, everybody. And again, happy anniversary to my favorite person in the whole world, Jay St. John, who is mixing this podcast right now. I love you, babe. I'll see you guys tomorrow. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com. 